0: Welcome to the Fitness and Nutrition Simplified Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. All right, hello and welcome back for another episode. Today, we're gonna be talking about three fun-filled topics, which are one, how to pick exercise equipment if you're trying to build your at-home gym or garage gym. I'll tell you everything you need to know when considering equipment. We're going to talk about why I have finally decided to get on board with a detox and or cleanse. Big news, big news. And last but not least is a really good question from a client about cellulite and how to get rid of it. So before we dive into that, Let's get this intro done. <laughs> so, since last week, uh, we've had some interesting developments as far as TV shows go. First thing being, Moon Knight had its series finale, which was very, uh, I don't know what the right word is. I guess cl- a lot, it gave clarity and it connected a lot of dots. And I was still confused. <laughs> I. Yeah, I, I know what is going on, like what happened and how it all connects, but there's still some unanswered questions. And that's usually when I turn to YouTube because there are people out there that are like super geeks when it comes to comic book series and stuff like that, which I respect the hell out of and I rely heavily upon to clarify these endings. So if you ever walk out of a movie or, a TV, or you see a TV series end, Going to the YouTube and looking up series ending explained or series finale explained, some of those are great. Um, So yeah, Moon Knight was nice. Uh, And Ozark is back. So pumped. It is back. And it's going to, unfortunately, end with once I'm done with all this. I've only been able to get a couple episodes in because those of you who have a significant other know that, God forbid, you Get ahead of them. God forbid you get to that point where you're like, oh, maybe I could squeeze one in and act like I didn't watch it already. Like they're going to know. They always know. So I got to wait, unfortunately. So hopefully this weekend can knock out. I think there, I have two or three left. So yeah, very, very excited. And the other thing that happened was The Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion, which I think is a three-parter, but this first part started off hot. And I am very excited for one, for Andy Cohen to lose his shit <laughs> because there apparently he almost walked off of this one. So, yeah, if you haven't watched any type of Real Housewives at all, I highly suggest just watching the reunions. You get the entire season in one go and you get all the drama. It's it's incredible. I do I do truly enjoy these reunion episodes. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Let's dive in. First thing we're going to talk about is picking exercise equipment because I do get a fair amount of questions. Because what like I program for a lot of people that work out at home, and they're like, "Oh, should I get this piece of equipment? Should I get that one?" And it's usually like fresh off of watching an infomercial or something, and they're like, "Is this worth it?" and More times than not, it's not. More times than not, a lot of equipment is like super specialized to the point where you can do like a handful of exercises, but that's about it. Like you want, when it comes to picking exercise equipment, you there's three things that you really want to focus on. And number one being that variety piece. You want the equipment that allows you to do a, a crap ton of exercises the ones that aren't like ev- anybody who's ever had like a glute ham raise knows exactly what i'm talking about um like y- it's just a one trick pony and it takes up a ton of space and it's like Ugh, this isn't even worth it so variety is number one second is loading this one the total body or bow flex or stuff like that comes to mind where there's a very hard stop on how much weight you can load or how like how hard you can make the exercises because once you hit that that peak once you hit that ceiling of how heavy you can go then it's like okay you're just going to do that over and over again and your body's going to stop adapting because if you're not giving it something new to adapt to then why would it change? And another thing when it comes to loading is picking pieces of equipment that allow you to load like micro load. So another reason for like total body or whatever, like other stuff, Chuck Norris put his name on a lot of this body weight manipulation stuff operates on angles. And these angles aren't like, Oh, bite, like a, a couple centimeters or a couple inches where you can really add or take away like a pound or two, it's like one notch is six inches and the next one six inches and you're going from like kind of light to way too heavy. There's no like in between. So for that reason, I usually like to guide people in the direction of things that are very, very adjustable and very uh, easy to manipulate so that you can get like, a little extra, a little extra um, resistance without going way overboard. And then the last thing is space, because we all know when it comes to the garage, the basement, whatever, space is limited. You don't want to clog up the entire place with a clunky treadmill, with a giant Bowflex machine that, like, you run into every time that you go down the stairs. Okay, I've been there. So for that reason. When it comes to at-home equipment, I usually direct people in the same way every single time. First and foremost is getting yourself a pair of adjustable dumbbells. And I I lean towards recommending power blocks, especially the ones that can adjust by two and a half pounds. They make two different types. There's our, there's like the up to 50-pound one, which for most people is plenty. Okay, For anybody who's super new to fitness, like or just getting right back into it, the 50s will serve you pretty well. And then in these power blocks, there's like two spots for uh, these cylinders. And each cylinder is like a pound and a quarter. And when you slide them out, that's two and a half pounds gone. Or you put them in, that's two and a half pounds in. And that is that kind of micro-loading that really can serve you well. Because if, let's say, you're doing like bicep curls, and you can only do like 15 pounds for 10 if you go to 20 pounds, that's a five pound increase. Okay. Five pounds out of 20 is 25%. That's a big jump. And it can, and it could result in like, say you were getting 10 repetitions with the curls on the 15 pounds. Now, when you go to 20, you can only get like three. Okay. That is a very real possibility. So for reasons like that, you want to make sure that you have adjustability. Um, I don't know I don't even know if that's a word <laughs> adjustability maybe I don't know uh that's yeah I think that pretty much covers that and the oh no I almost forgot my other stuff we got dumbbells we got um a bench preferably an adjustable bench for the same concept like more variety um depending on how your shoulders are when you go straight overhead like having a lot of notches towards the top like where you can get a pretty high incline but just enough where it's like, oh, you can lay back a little bit and take reduce some of the stress on the shoulder joint. That's pretty nice. Um, there are some that do decline um, and incline. Those are great, but you want to make sure that if you're going to get one of those benches that do decline and incline, that when it's flat, it's actually flat because a lot of them, for some reason, I guess the manufacturer just didn't give a shit to check, <laughs> but when you go to put it flat, it's either like one notch declined or one notch inclined. It's never like perfectly flat, which drives me nuts. Um, but if you're not too particular about it, that's fine. Other than that, we got, uh, bands next and bands. You want to go and get as many of the lighter increments as possible because bands do get up there in resistance. When you see the poundage on these things, like when they're fully stretched, they can get up there. So getting yourself like three to four bands of lightest to like medium weight, not those super heavy ones because those are very limited in use, but the uh, the lighter bands, those increments, they can really add a lot of variety. They could allow for other exercises like that uh, you can't really do with dumbbells or you don't prefer to do with dumbbells like band pull-aparts or... Um, like band face pulls stuff like that it and they kind of mimic cables too so if you it's enough resistance you can kind of mimic cable movements if you have somewhere to hook them up to or if you have a wall or not a wall a door anchor or if you want to like go to home depot and make a do-it-yourself anchor for like five bucks you could drill like a little hook in the wall and then boom you have multiple angles right there So another thing is exploring Home Depot. (laughs) You could get chains, you could get uh, pulleys. All that stuff is really good. Like if you have a quality pulley system uh, and there's many different ways to build it, like there's plenty of websites that allow you, that show you how to build your own pulley system or you could just get one off Amazon and make it real simple. Those are great. Uh, What else? Uh, One thing that's not... A requirement but i do like to have it in the mix is a chin-up bar preferably with a bunch of different angles because if you have the ability to do a chin-up it's awesome and if not you can put your pulley system on there and use that or a band and use it that way so you have some sort of overhead movement for pulling what else i think that covered all the basics and if you want Oh, almost forgot. Another one is sliders, furniture sliders, another Home Depot purchase. <laughs> sliders give you a lot of a lot of I'll say it again, variety, especially with the lower body movements, like sliding, like doing lunging lunging variations, whether that be forward, backwards, sideways, doing push-up or core variations where you slide your hand on it, those can be incredible. So in total, if you add the dumbbells, which are about 500, a bench, like a good one being like two, 300-ish, and then bands, slider, pulley system, it should come out to under a grand, so for those of you considering all this, or a Peloton, this is probably the way to go, or... Like any of these total body systems, Bowflex systems, they can get pretty damn pricey, but they don't give you as much as all this equipment would. And it really just comes down to, I think for most people, is having a plan that works with all this different equipment. That's really the pull of the total body, the tonal, the Bow Bowflex, all these things have preset programs that are really kind of the pull. Because people are like, oh, well, I'll know exactly what to do. And it's like, well, yeah. That is great and all, but that program was made for a million other people hoping that they don't get hurt or hoping that they get the same results. It's just not going to happen. So if you want something a little bit more individualized and something that you can make a lot of use out of, go with what I suggested. And I'll do my best to put a bunch of links in the show notes so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Feel free to check check out what I put in there. Feel free to compare prices and do all that. And yeah, one of these days I'm going to remember to turn the fan off before starting recording. It's just, I guess this is one of those things. It's been such a long time since an episode that this is the stuff I forget. Anyway, on to topic number two. Topic number two is the detox cleanse that I'm finally going to promote. It's been so long that I have been shitting on detoxes, shitting on cleanses. And I got to say this one finally is one that works. And that is a social media cleanse and a social media detox. So sorry to disappoint for anybody listening for a juice cleanse or anything like that. But if you are listening for that, you're in the wrong fricking place. That shit doesn't work, but this does. Okay. Because social media, as great as it is, love being able to connect with friends and family, see what they're up to and all that. It does have an ugly side because when you look, especially in the fitness space, everybody has abs, everybody is toned, everybody has like the thigh gap or the big butt or the big arms. And all it is, is a mirroring reflection of why don't I have that? Or why can't I get that? And that can weigh pretty heavily on your mind. And it really can, it's what they, like what they say where it's like, comparison is the thief of joy. All it is is comparison. It All you're seeing is these people that are loading your feed, looking how you want to look, or looking in a way that you want to strive for, and you're not there yet. And it's never the satisfaction of, oh, I made progress or I did so much better than I have previously. It's always like, oh, I'm not there yet. That really, really can wreck progress because that's the stuff that makes people quit their journey. They're like, I'm not here yet. So screw it. I've been putting in all this work and I'm still not here yet. I'm done. I'm done. The worst thing you could do when doing a fitness journey of any kind or a weight loss journey or anything like that is looking at somebody online and saying, I want to look like that. Because that person is not you. That person has different genetics. That person does not have the same lifestyle as you. More times than not, it's a 20-something-year-old that lives alone or lives with their friends, doesn't have any responsibilities in the world other than working. (laughs) And then if you're like a mom, 40-plus, with three kids that is busting their ass at work, barely has time just to cook, and then you somehow figure out a way to get a workout in you're going to get different results. And that's not a bad thing. It's just an adjusted expectation thing. And that's why I suggest doing a social media cleanse or a detox. Find those accounts that you catch yourself looking at thinking, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. And just mute them, unfollow them, and just see how you feel. Do it for like a week or two and then see how you feel. And if for some reason you do want to go follow that person again because you missed it for like their content when it comes to, I guess, their family or like recipes that they put out or stuff that actually helps, then go follow them again. But if you mute them or unfollow them and you completely forget about them, they're better off gone. And that's really the goal is to get your mind in a place where only the essentials are what are at the top of your mind or in your feed and then you can really look at yourself in the mirror and have some appreciation for what you've been doing, what you've accomplished, and how far you've come, and when your feed is also full of a bunch of normal people, okay, friends, family, acquaintances, whatever, and you see how other people live their lives like the other 90% of people, and you see yourself as a leader in that space, like, oh, I'm actually making it to the gym while all these people are going out to drink every every other day or I'm really good at meal prepping like once a week but it looks like everybody else is just like taking pictures of their their brunch and their nights out and I I'm doing pretty good. It you'll be amazed at what happens and how it feels when you get rid of those people that make it make you feel like you're like wrong or you're not good enough because you're not at their commitment level when it's like, all right, let's see their commitment level in 20 years. (laughs) It's not going to be the same. And it's just a toxic thing that happens on social media more times than not with fitness accounts or celebrity accounts or whatever. They just give you the highlights. They never talk about their shitty days or like with competitors, the ones that'll constantly repost pictures from when they were competing and they don't post anything from where they're at right now because true competitors like true fitness competitors will in the off season they'll get a little fluffy because that's what it takes to put on muscle you like at the highest extent because when you fuel your body enough to put on muscle a little bit of fat comes along with it. That's just the way it goes because the people that are high level fitness competitors know that to get super duper lean, you got to cut calories and do that whole thing. And when you lose body fat, you lose muscle. You try to lose as little of it as possible, but you still lose it. And then it works in reverse. When you put muscle on, you put fat on It's just the way that your body likes to do things and you can't really fight it. All you can do is make the best of the situation. But the problem is that in the off season, you see these people who are bodybuilders or bikini competitors and all they do is recycle old photos. So it looks like they're lean year round when in reality, they're not. And if you ever want a firsthand experience, go to a fitness expo around the time that there are no competitions. I mean, there's competitions year round, but the big ones, like when it's not the Arnold classic or the Olympia, go to a fitness convention and see how good people look, or just check out how many of them are wearing coats or jackets and stuff like that. You'd be surprised because uh, the running theme is when you meet, when you finally meet people that you've seen on social media, they almost never look like they do on social media. The best, lo- the best looking ones, quote unquote, it is just wild the we mentally know this stuff, but it like for some reason, it the repeated exposure really does a number on us. So do yourself a favor, clear your mind, reestablish your definition of normal, and get rid of those accounts that just put you in a bad mind sp- or bad headspace. And last but not least, the big topic of the day, which you've all been waiting for, is how to get rid of cellulite. Now before I say anything, the person to talk to as far as like cosmetically doing this and getting the right information would be a dermatologist. Going to a doctor that specializes in skin because there are good, or I mean I can't say good, they could tell you what what works best, but there are options out there to medically treat it. But that being said, everything that I've looked at, Like I looked up a quick little uh, summary from the American Academy of Dermatology Association and everything that they say always has the words reduce, never eliminate, never fully treat. It's always reduces. So that being said, you can talk with a dermatologist and figure out what they recommend as far as what's been shown to be the best, but on this list of potential fixes is weight loss and exercise. And that's where I jump in, (laughs) which because when it comes to cellulite, it is a fact that the more excess body fat that you have, it shows cellulite more because those dimples that are formed when you surround them with more fat, it becomes more pronounced. So losing some body weight, and exercising helps because when you decrease that body fat, you decrease how easy it is to see. And then when you build the muscle underneath, that can put a little bit of tension on the skin, which will reduce the, vi- the visibility of it. So it's in your best interest to focus on developing lean muscle tissue and burn body fat. Now, how do we do that? Just like I mentioned before with those competitors, the same logic comes through here. You want to make sure that first and foremost, you get lean enough to actually see something. And while you're trying to lose weight, focus on movements, programs that build muscle. Now, if you're a beginner, you can simultaneously simultaneously do this at the same time. You can burn a ton of body fat and build a bunch of muscle at the same time because your body is adapting to the new stimulus. But if you've been at this for a while, you're going to have to pick one way or the other. If you're on the leaner side, focus on building muscle. Accept that little bit of fat gain with the muscle. So if you're gaining somewhere around like half a pound to a pound and a half of weight per month, you could do that for six, eight months. And then hopefully most of that weight will be muscle. Assuming you're getting enough sleep, you're getting quality nutrition, you're pushing it hard enough in the gym, all that stuff assumed, that should do you pretty well we don't want to get into the habit of like gaining 10 20 pounds per month because guaranteed most of that's going to be fat building muscle is like watching paint dry it takes freaking forever so embrace the process build that muscle and know it's going in the right direction and helping you reduce that visibility of the cellulite and then when it comes to the weight loss that again comes down to focusing on now Instead of adding half a pound to a pound and a half a month, now we're going to focus on losing half a pound to a pound and a half per month. And then when you do that, that's going to reduce over time and hopefully get you to a place where you feel pretty good. But again, at the end of the day, this is something that happens. Cellulite is a part of life. It's just some people genetically are going to get it. And it's like you can do your best. You can minimize it as best you can. But eventually, it's kind of got to get to that point where it's like, all right, this is just part of life. It's who I am, it's what is is a part of my body. And I can't change it. I've done my best to, but I'm just going to accept my body for the way it is and embrace it. So hopefully, I know it's easier said than done, especially coming from me. Like, I don't have have this, at least not yet. (laughs) I don't know. But there are certain things in life that happen that get glorified over social media or in magazines and people say oh you could eliminate cellulite or another big thing is like the mommy pouch like when you have your kids and there's that little pouch from like the stretching of the skin that that's just part of life like it's gonna be there for 99.9 percent of people without doing surgery and if that's a rat you want to take by all means go ahead but like you better believe that these people on magazines, these people on social media that are saying, oh, they eliminated their belly. They're either a genetic, very like they're in the very, very small percentage of genetic um, percentage of people that can do that, or they got surgery. So if that's not you, it's okay. It's completely okay, and there's many, many other people just like you that have that same issue. Now, if you have been working your butt off to try and get rid of it and it's still not gone, I mean, you've done everything you can and it's okay. Just, I mean, it's tough speaking from my position on this because, I mean, 29-year-old guy, but I've had a lot of clients that do tell me, they're like, I want to get rid of this cellulite and I'm like, hey, we can do our best, but it's never a guarantee and it's probably not going to be 100%. But if you're okay with that, then let's do it. Uh, And last thing on this subject is supplements. Now, I was looking at all of the recommendations from the American Academy of Dermatology Association, and they have them in like sections, where one where it's shown that there have been results with certain methods, and then as you scroll down, there's like too early to tell if these work, and then there's not recommended at all. And guess where supplements fall in? Not recommended for treating cellulite, okay? It says some people say that taking supplements that contain ingredients like caffeine, grapeseed extract, or grinko, biloba can reduce cellulite, and that's just not true. So don't waste your money on those supplements, and if anybody you see is promoting them, add them to the social media detox cleanse list and get rid of them because they don't know what they're talking about and they're just trying to sell you products not actually help you and i hope that you found this episode helpful because it was a blast to feel back in the groove and not completely feel like a fish out of water like last week so hopefully you guys got a little something from it and if you did and you think other people will too feel free to share it out but until next time go kick some ass and I'll see you around. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a five-star review and make sure to go hit that subscribe button so that way you don't miss another episode of the Fitness and Nutrition Simplified Podcast.